Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Makasson da brahada basaya. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Come on. I want to hear you. Hallelujah. Glory be to the Father. Glory to the Father. Can the sound? Hey, let me the sound for me. Hallelujah. Glory be to the Father. Glory be to the Father. Look up your hands and say this with me. Say, precious Holy Spirit. Precious Holy Spirit. Precious Holy Spirit. Come on. Say this with your hands lifted up. Say precious Holy Spirit. Precious, precious Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. I am ready. I, I, I am, am ready. ready. Hey, once again, say precious Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I am ready. I am ready. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, blessed be God. So good to see each and every one of you. I believe by now you've already broken your fast. Some of you might have eaten fufu, banku. Um, yesterday, was it yesterday? Two days ago, I was introducing a dear friend to one of my favorite food. It's called rice gun. For those who are Ghanaians, they know what I'm talking about. Rice gun. <laughs> rice what's gun. Though if you don't know rice gun, don't go and search it on Google. You don't even find it. Just have a Ghanaian friend. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just have a Ghanaian friend. And there's another one. When you go to our West African counterparts, they have another one that I really like. Shabarakatos. <laughs> oh dear. Who's excited about tonight? Who's excited? Who's excited? You are. You are, right? Yes. Yes, I'm also excited. That's beautiful. I'm also excited. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we know that the, the, the grass will wither, the flowers will fade, but your word. It's eternal. It will remain forever. Father, we thank you that you have given me uh, the utterance to communicate your word with all clarity, to speak forth light unto the spirits of my hearers. That out of this, testimony springs forth in Jesus' name. Precious Holy Spirit, we thank you that our minds and our hearts are open to receive. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Ah. My assignment is for tonight is quite simple. Um, the Lord charged me to come open your eyes onto a certain reality. And by the communication of these English words, I know that at the end, 
there will be right in your spirit. Oh yes, I know it. That that there will be right in your spirit because not only are you hearing the word, the word is also entering you. I want you to affirm it with me. Say the word is entering me. The word is entering me. How strange does that sound? Yes. The word is entering you. How strange does it sound? Can you get your notebooks and your pens, all right? I told you and I've been telling you, writing down notes is so important. How strange does it sound that to, to be able to say the word enters me? But you see, that is the ultimate purpose of God for every man. That his word may be situated within your spirit. That not only are you just knowing his word, but his word is as tangible in your spirit as air is to man. Once again, say, say affirm this with me. Say, the word is my spirit. The word enters my spirit. The word I am all what God word says I am. I am all Oh, What an amazing time tonight. Even as I am speaking with you, there's someone here you had you had a pain around your neck area. Around your neck area. I want you to begin to check because that pain has left. Never to return again. All right. At the end, we'll be taking testimonies. Jesus, our Lord, is here. There's so much going on already. But I want to, let's start by this. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 53. Now, this is how we are going to do it. To the leaders, please listen. To the leaders, please listen. The scripture must be posted in the chats. And Lavina, you are reading, all right? Posted in the chat and we are reading. So no sharing of screen. So when I call out the translation or the version of the scripture, then you take it out from, you copy it and you paste it in the chat, okay? All right. Isaiah chapter 53. Let's start from verse 1. Isaiah yes. chapter... Thank you for the opportunity. Isaiah chapter 53, verses the number 1, the on page mm-hmm. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been healed? Who has believed our reports? Listen. Who has believed our reports? Let me start by saying this. That the effectiveness of every man's life begins with something he or she believes. And you see, there is no one on earth that is an unbeliever. Everyone believes in something. And it is dependent on what do I believe in. You see, it is just dependent on what do I believe in. When I was going to the United Kingdom in about two months ago, when I came to London a few months ago, I boarded the plane not knowing the pilots. But I believed in the pilots to be able to navigate the coordinate of the plane that I would arrive at my destination safe and sound, not knowing the pilot. People sit in their cars. They wake up in the morning, sit in their cars. 
And they believe they will get to their destination just because they are in their car. You see, whether you like it or yes, there is something you believe. He says, who has believed our report? Listen now. The testimony of Jesus is a report of God to man. It is God's report. So when we hear Jesus, Jesus is God's report to man. But you see, he is not reasoned out. He is believed the known from there. So most people who want to be atheists or most atheists, their argument has always been, if there is God, why doesn't he save people? Who are poor? Who are this? But you see, the question that if there is God is an indication that there is God. There is God. <laughs> but you see, the God they believe in is the God they have manufactured in their mind to meet their criteria. So in their mind, if there is God, then God must feed the poor. Then God must protect the world. Then God, then God, then God. But what did God say he is? This will be one of the most important messages you ever hear in your work with God. I'm not boasting. It is the truth. Why? God told me so. Because many, many people from their infancy, you know, they were born in a Christian home. And all their lives, they begin to live by a certain assumption. One of the major assumptions. Okay, let's, let's, let's debunk this, all right? One of the major assumptions is that heaven will help those who help themselves. We have said those statements before. That God helps those who help themselves. Oh, is it really me? I'm not sure if you have heard those statements before. But is it true? Of course not, it's not. But guess what? Many people will live their lives thinking God will help them if they help themselves first. But if you can help yourself, why would God help you? You see, so Isaiah is introducing us to a certain witness. As Isaiah is speaking forth God's word in, in Isaiah 53. But Isaiah not knowing what he was saying because it was a prophecy, he began by saying that who has believed our report? Let me continue for us. Verse 2. Oh, no, just the verse 1 again. Just the verse 1 again. Who has believed our report? And to whom mm -hmm. has the arm of the Lord revealed? And to whom has the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm of the Lord does not indicate God's hands, no. The arm of the Lord indicates God's side. Now, let me make it more easier to understand at this point. Is everyone seeing my arm? Is there a yes or a no? Okay. All right. So if you are going to tell someone, you can choose to say, I saw a side of Larry. Is that true or not? Yes. Yes. yes but that side you saw, is it not my arm? Yes. yes. yes exactly. So this is Isaiah's argument. He says, who has believed our reports? And to whom has the arm of the Lord, that is a side of God, been revealed to? Let me start by telling you this, that 
God is not a mental personality to be comprehended. If God is not revealed to you, there is no understanding of him to you. If God is not revealed to you, there is no understanding of him to you. So, this is Isaiah's indication. He says, let us believe our reports. The testimony of Jesus begins with the belief. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been unveiled to? Unto whom has Jesus been released to? Jesus is not just the meaning of life. Jesus is life. He told his disciples in the book of John chapter number 14, he says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am life. And you see, Life, the quest of every man is to be able to satisfy a certain desire in them, whether you like it or not. Why do you go to work to get money? Why do you want money to be able to afford certain things? Is that a desire? Yes. Why do you want a place, a powerful position? Is that a desire? Yes. The scripture said in the book of Job, he said, I have set eternity in the hearts of men. That's what God has done. He has set eternity in the heart of men. A certain place, a certain vacuum that until he is unveiled unto you, nothing will be able to satisfy that vacuum. Not drugs, not alcohol, not vaping. <laughs> Today it's, it's getting crazy. Not vaping. There's someone here, even as I said that, thank you, Holy Spirit. You've had a vaping problem. You've been vaping a lot. As I'm ministering to you now, that demon departs in Jesus' name. That demon departs in Jesus' name. You take the testimony. Don't feel shy. Today, there's a lot. Masukidi Brahanda Sada So, where does life begins? Life begins, you see. When you, the creation, begin to discover the significant in the creator's mind. Why was I created? Why was I created? What is the meaning of me? What is the meaning of me in my existence? Why am I here? And this is the question of every thoughtful human being. What are we here for? When you listen to the world leaders, World Economic Forum, United Health Organization, World Health Organization, United Nations, when you listen to all these NASA, you know, all these quote-unquote powerful organizations, all their quest is to be able to find a certain something for men. But thanks be to God. That thing is not found, it is revealed. So this was Isaiah's argument. He says, who has believed our reports? That's in that report that was introduced in Isaiah chapter 53, that report is the answer to 
every man's life. It is where understanding to life begins. It is where the meaning of life actually begins. For those of you who are in the group chat and also who are in your cell group chat, I believe you guys received this, I think. I sent it two days ago. That's um, a dear man of God said, he said that if a purpose of a thing is not known, abusing is inevitable. So if you don't know what to do with the PS4, the PS4 will be there and will be bathed in, you know, dust. And you may not get the best out of it. The best out of every man is found when that man begins to discover who created him. So in this world, we can only have inventors. They only invent, they can create. Because what makes a creation is that the creation is able to acknowledge the creator. I said, what makes a creation is that the creation is able to acknowledge the creator. When we say acknowledge, it means to be able to know the creator. Microsoft, wonderfully designed by, I believe, Bill Gates, can do all sorts of mannerisms and all sorts of work. But Microsoft cannot know Bill Gates. There is no invention that can come to the apprehension of the inventor. And this brings me to John chapter 1 verse 3. He says that John chapter 1 verse 3, Lavina. John chapter 1 verses the number 3. All things mm -hmm. were made through him, and without mm -hmm. him nothing was made that was made. He says all things were made. What's the first um, adjective he used there? Through him. All things were made through him, and without him was anything made that was made. He's speaking about this report. He's also testifying about this report in Isaiah chapter 53. And this is John's testimony about the report. He says, this report, all things were made through him. And without him was anything made that was made. In our world, there is nothing made through man. Now, let me break that down. Yeah. Oh, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. You see, let's say my TV. The TV was made by a man, not through a man. Anything your eyes can see as touching this realm of the earth was made by a man, not through a man. And this is the witness to your spirit today that Jesus, you were made through him. He says, without him was anything made that was made. So for the made to be able to understand its purpose, it must go to that which through him was made. So I wrote this down and I said, the true significance of anything, you become, you begin to understand and you begin to live. Life begins when you 
begin to discover the intent of the one who created you. Everything was created. Every man was created. So life begins, life begins when your mom gives birth to you. No, life actually begins when you begin to discover the creator's intent for creating you. So if there is a God, listen, and now this will bring us to the answers of many atheists. If there is a God, so for why not really discover why he created us before you begin to question why he's not doing what we want him to do? Because if you are able to come to the realization of why you were created, there will not be any questions anymore. The question of every man is answered when he begins to understand why was I created? This is without him was anything made that was made. Ah, Matikele Broski Pranta. That brings me to Psalm 19, verse number one. He says, The heavens declare your glory. The heavens speaks your glory. The heavens speaks your glory. I hope everyone can hear me. Yes, please, sir, we can. Yes, please, sir, we can hear you. So, who was the creator's intent? What is the reason why you are alive? What is the reason? What? What is the reason why you are alive? And by God's grace, tonight he has given us that light to open our eyes that from today your life will not remain the same because this truth is coming into your spirits. We don't always lift it up. This truth is coming into your spirits. This truth is coming into your spirits. This truth is coming into your spirit. Your life will not remain the same after today. Let's look at something in the book of Romans chapter 8. Let's start from verse 28. Romans 8, we are starting from verse 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who mm -hmm. are, are the called according to his purpose. Verse 29. For mm -hmm. whom he foreknew, he also mm -hmm. predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son, that he might mm -hmm. be the first firstborn among many brethren. Verse okay. 30. No, hold on now. In, in Romans 8, verse 28, this is Paul the Apostles, you know, communicating to the church in Rome. And he said, And we know that in all things, God works for the good, of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Ah, Sabra Kato. We can spend we can spend the next three months on this and not exhaust it. And we know that in all things God works for good. Those who love him have been called according to his purpose. And in verse 29, this 
our answer. He says, for those God for you, he also prayed this time to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, uh, brothers and sisters. Now, he says, for those God for you, let's break this scripture now. For those God for you, what is for me? For you means this, that when you were a thought in the mind of God, that is for you. So he told the prophet, Jeremiah, that before I formed you, so before you became even reformation, you were an idea. Every man you see was once an idea of God. Are you with me? Are you with me? So he says, he says, all things work together for good for those that love God, for those that are called according to his purpose. For those God for me, he also made this time. Those he for me, those who were once an idea. And remember where I started from. I said, every creation came out of a creator. So every man was created by God. So once you are a man, you are first an idea of God. So when Larry, the idea of God, when Larry went into the mind of God in eternal past, there was a certain mindset of God concerning what this idea should be and would be. So, he says, those he for me, he predestined. What is predestination? Let me explain it just in just simple words. Predestination is this. Let's say I am in Manchester. I want to go to um, London. My destination is London. So predestination is two words. It's pre means before. Destination means arrive. So this is what God is trying to say. He says, those he for you, those who are once an idea, before they become an they became an idea, there was a certain arrival of God of there was a certain arrival of God that they should be something. Did you did you receive that? Did you catch that? Did you catch that? So those he for you, he predestinated them. Now, when you take your phone, you, let's say you are driving, all right? Which many of you are going to be driving very soon? In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are buying your own cars and even buying cars for others. You're giving out cars. Yes. Those who received it, received it. They share testimony. What's today? Today is, we are in October, right? About to enter September. So by January, we are going to have three testimonies to this. Yes. So shall it be. In Jesus' name. Now, let's say you, you take your phone. Right, you are driving, you take your phone. When you enter into Google Maps, let's say you're in Manchester, you want to drive to London. You enter into Google Maps, London. Your destination is in London. What Google Maps will do is that Google Maps will lead you to your destination. Those he for me, those who are once an idea, he destinated them to arrive at a place. Are you with me? Speaking tongues, speaking tongues, speaking tongues, speaking tongues, speaking tongues, speaking tongues. Lama Sata! Oh boy! It is like flash up in my bones. Ah, Namasua! 
Evanessa can make a ton of moto, Niti Kalana Masua, Kadiba, 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 Sumekete, Sinekoto, Kayakasa, Kamano, Kamano. Yes, yes, it is working. God's word is working in my life. Yes. So, he says, Those who for you, you can read yourself now. Those who for you, he predestinated them to be conformed. So, the first reason every man was created. Is confirmation. Confirmation was God's mindset when you were an idea, not even before you were formed. He says, Don't you hear for you? Not when you were formed, no. When you were an idea. So when life was an idea that is in an eternal past in the mind of God, his thought for Larry, his thought for Sammy, his thought for Crystal, his thought for you was that you would come. To the place of confirmation. Now, I will explain confirmation, confirmation quickly. He says to be conformed unto the image of his son. Let me make this short statement and please bear with us. We will continue and then you get to why we made that statement. The life of a Christian is not to be like Christ. I knew when he started from the beginning, he was going to say nonsense. You see? Please, just don't fight me yet. <laughs> don't fight me yet. He says, those he foreknew, he predestinated them to be conformed. That word conformed means small forces. What does it mean? It means, okay, when you put tea bag in the tea, is it like a tea or it is a tea? What is a tea, please? Oh, you are not answering the question. When you put a tea bag in a tea, is it like a tea or it is a tea? It is a tea. It is a tea. So what does confirmation mean? Confirmation means that you are not trying to be like him. No. You are already born like him. You are now, um, there's no English word for that. You are now being taken into him. It says to be conformed into him. To be able to be superfluous, you step out of the nature of man the exact nature of God to live like him and to be as him. Are you all with me? Are you all with me? So to understand the reason for your being, the reason why you are alive, you have to understand that you were made, created to be conformed onto the image of a son. What is the image of a son? The personality of God. It is only a dog that can grow more like a dog. It is only a cat that can grow more like a cat. It is only God that can grow more like God. So, in James chapter 1 verse 18, the Bible, the Bible accepts and attests that. He says, of his own will has he begat us from the word of truth. We are born out of his word. In the exact nature, in the book of Hebrews chapter 3, he says, Holy brethren, 
partakers of the divine call. That is, your human nature is divinity in flesh. He that is joined with the Lord, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, is one spirit with God. Not God is here, He is here. No, it's one spirit with God. The foundation, this is the foundation. It is out of this foundation that there can be confirmation. You are confirmed. That is, you are sumophosis. You are sumophosis. Into the very image of the sun. How does that happen? Let's look at first, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Amplified classic translation. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. Amplified classic translation. There is so much. Oh, thank you, Lord. And after this, your life will begin to make sense. Your life... There's someone here is like, chaos has been all around you. All around you has been chaos. From right now, in the name of Jesus, there is peace. Everywhere. In 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, it says, And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold, we want continue to behold in the word of God, as in the mirror of the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured. That is the word. So, because you are already born of God's word, you are not trying to be like him. No, you are being transfigured into your nature as him. What does the word son of God mean? Son of God does not mean, you know, Larry giving birth to a boy. Or let's say Hillary giving birth to a boy. That's not what son of God means. Son of God means God in flesh. So when the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 12 that he gave them the authority, authority to be called sons of God. It means that because of the fleshly being of God that you are now out of, as though you are God now. It's again going there. Let's go back to the scripture. He says, and all of us, second Corinthians 3, verse 18, as with unveiled faith. Because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. Because we continued to behold. This is what he says. He says we are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in an ever-increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord. This is the Lord. Life of every believer. There is no better yesterday. If today was better, if yesterday was better, tomorrow will be more glorious. Today the altitude is so high. Speaking to us. Oh boy. Yeah, my son I'm looking at everybody's face and we're like, what you're saying is making sense. But man, this one, 
You are not even able to write notes. That's what everybody's face is telling me. Or am I wrong? Mandekasiva has started about. So he says, you see, because we continue to behold, because we continue to behold, because your nature is the nature of God, there is what we behold, that means there is what we constantly see. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, we are still in that scripture. It says, and all of us, as we reveal face, because we continued to behold, we continued to behold in the word of God, in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. So, every day, you must behold. And the purpose of this beholding, listen, that is why you were created. That is what will bring satisfaction to your heart when you behold. What do you behold? You behold this word. He says, because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of God. When Jesus begins to become the purpose of our life, when he begins to be the ultimate quest for our life, you are not created to be a doctor. You are not created to be a lawyer. You are not created to be a nurse. Those things are so low. And as wonderful as it is, they are so low. He says, those he foreknew, he predestinated them to be conformed unto the image of the Son. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, we see how this confirmation happens. He says, and all of us with unveiled faces, because we continue to behold in the word of God, as in as in a mirror of the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very we are constantly being forces. There is something happening in us. There's a reason why you must never let a day go without you hearing God's word. Never let a day go. Because if you allow a day to pass without the word of God in your spirit, you are living out of your purpose. Whatever you did that day was meaningless. That is the reason why we share God's word with you. Because God's ultimate plan, God's ultimate will, when we talk about revival, what is it, what, what exactly is it? It is when his word has had the predominance in your life. It is when his word has now come alive in your spirit. He says, and all of us ask with the bold phrases, because we continued, because we continued, because we continued. There is three months left before 2023 is over. Yesterday, I um, calculation, it was left with 100 days. You can set for yourself. The next hundred days, I'm going to behold God's word. I'm going to study the book of Matthew, Luke, John, and Mark. I'm going to study the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Listen, the answer to every man's problem is nothing outside God's word. He has exalted his word above himself. 
God's word is higher than our dreams and our visions we see. We make everything on earth by his word. So the intent of him creating you was that you be by his word, you will be brought into the confirmation of his being. That is who you are. Let's look at this in Revelation chapter 4, verse number 11. Thank you, precious Lord Jesus. Makadabasa. I see all I have needed. Thy hands has provided. Praise thy faithfulness. Oh, There's this song coming into my spirit. You are my purpose of being alive, of the glory of this world. Do not compare till the day that I see you. And when you ask me how far, I'll say, Jesus, I've tried. You are my purpose. Can someone put the links in the chat for us? Of being alive. All the glories of this world do not compare. Till the day that I see you, I will stand in your eyes. And when you ask me how far, I will say, Jesus, I tried. One day we are going to stand before the Lord Jesus. And he's going to ask us, how far? You see, our, our, listen, listen to this and never forget this. Our report to God when he's judging us is not the good and the evil. We will be judged against his purpose to which he sent us on earth. And the first purpose is the purpose of confirmation. To be conformed into his image. Did someone hear this? I said, when we stand before Jesus at the master's face, he is not going to judge us, oh, yesterday you sinned or yesterday you didn't sin. No. He is going to judge us against the purpose to which he created us. Did Larry serve my purpose on earth? Did Emmanuel serve my purpose on earth? Did Bright serve my purpose on earth? What was his purpose? The first purpose is confirmation. As a minister of God, if you are here, you need a ministry. God's ultimate goal for you is not that your ministry reaches the whole world. As beautiful as it is, it is his desire for you. But that is not his ultimate goal for you. His ultimate goal for us is that we who stand in his stead will be brought onto the confirmation of his truths, of his being. Our character is molded as him. I now understand why John the Revelator will say, as he is, so am I in this world. As he is, as he is, so am I in this world. As he is. Let's look at this. Revelation chapter 4, verse number 11. He says, worthy are you, Lord, our God, our Lord and God, to receive the glory and the honor and dominion. For you created all things and they were brought into being. Can I get a KJV translation? This one is not helping. KJV translation. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. He says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. So the next reason why you were created is to is for the pleasure of God. It's for the pleasure of God. He says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure that is him god was pleasure they are and were created so you were brought into being you were formed you were your mom gave back to you as though that it is the idea of god that you be brought forth by your mom the reason why you were brought forth is to bring pleasure to him my life is for the pleasure of god my life, is for the my life is for the pleasure of God. That's the meaning of my life. When I do outside pleasuring God, I'm outside God's will for me. Everything a man would ever do, as wonderful as it is, as wonderful as it is, listen. If I pay for someone's school fees and it is not to the ultimate goal is to bring glory that oh they will come and thank me. It is that the pleasure of God will be met. What is the pleasure of God? He says in the book of Acts, this was God's intent for them that feed the poor. Bless the hungry. As you did not do to the least of the brethren, you did not do unto me. This was the pleasure of God. This is the reason why we give thousands of dollars. That's the reason why we give thousands of, thousands of dollars to be able to organize homes, to be able to organize meetings. Why? Because our ultimate goal is not that, you know, the man of God will be glorified. No, our ultimate goal is that we are bringing pleasure to the heart of Jesus. As we have gathered like this, whoever is paying for this Zoom monthly, from their pockets, what they are doing is that they are meeting the pleasure of God. It's the reason why we give a lot. We don't give because you know there's so much. No, there's little money that comes to us. That's the reason why we give our tithes. That's the reason why we give our free will offering. Because the desire is not that the man of God will be rich. No, the desire is that we are meeting the pleasure of God. Let me show you something. Let's look at them. Matthew chapter 13, verse number 44. The book of Matthew 13, verse 34. Don't worry, if you are sick here as a ministry, you know, you'll be healed. Don't worry. Oh, thank you, my father. You are my purpose. Let me read for us. Matthew 13, let's start from 44. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Sorry. Matthew chapter... 13 verse 44 NKJV. Again, mm -hmm. the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. This is so fascinating. This is Jesus talking about this kingdom. And this was what look at what he said. He said, the kingdom of God. 
the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field. When a man found it, he hid it again. Then in his joy, he went and sold all he had just for that field, just for to bring pleasure to that field. So we can use everything that we are, everything that we have, just to meet the pleasure of God. Did you understand it? Did you understand it? Did you understand it? That's the reason why we sacrifice a lot. That's the reason why we sacrifice. Because it is a treasure hidden in the field for us. Every opportunity given of God to man, to serve him, is God requesting to reward you. So if God gives you an opportunity to serve you, to serve him, it is his request to reward you. So he says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. It is where? It is hidden in a field. When a man found it because of the joy in his heart, he went and sold this everything. He went and sacrificed everything. And he said, because I've sacrificed everything, I'm coming back for the field. Because in the field lies all the treasure. Jesus is our treasure. And you see, because we see him as our ultimate treasure, we are able to do everything for him. One time someone came to, the, the Bible calls him the rich young ruler. He came to Jesus and he asked, Master, can I follow you? And Jesus told him, go and sow all that you have. Where is all that you have? And come and follow me. And the man was offended that Jesus said, come and Because he, oh boy, today we don't know his name. What if he could have been one of the apostles? He could have written one of the many letters that Paul wrote. He could have been on the mission field. Today, we could have known his name. That probably his name was called, um, see? But today, no one knows him. Why? Because he treasured the things of this world above his position in Christ. Jesus offered him in a position to serve. But he said, go and sow all those things that you have and come and follow me. That's, that was not signified that, oh, we will lose everything because we are gaining Christ. No. No, no, no. It is an indication that we can treasure God above everything on earth. We can treasure and we will not trade our relationship with God above everything because I was created to bring pleasure to Him. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Yes, please. I was created. So the purpose of my existence is to meet His pleasure. Let me show you a scripture. As for this scripture, I want, uh, I want, I want everyone to look at. It. So, ten. If you have your own Bible, open your Bible. Ephesians chapter three. Let's start from verse one. Ephesians chapter three. Let's start from verse one. Ephesians chapter three. Look into your Bible. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Master, the Lord. Ah, something is about to happen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ephesians chapter three. Let's start from verse one. So from verse 1, we are reading from verse 1 to verse 9. Share the screen for us. Ephesians 3, verse 1 to verse 9. Oh, Lord. Lord, we will serve your purpose in our will. We will meet your pleasure. We will pleasure God in our generation. Hillary, you will pleasure God in your generation. I'm seeing God's hand upon you, Hillary. Thank you, Father. I hope Hillary heard me. 
I did. Thank you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 1. He says, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if you, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, he says, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I have briefly written already, by which when we read, we may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in, um, he says, which in the ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has not been revealed by the Spirit to his only apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, verse 7, of which I became a minister, according to the gift of, uh, the, gift of the grace of God, given to me by the effective working of his power. Verse 8, he says to me, who am less than the needs of all the saints, this grace was given. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And this is the emphasis in the verse 9. He says, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. How do I bring pleasure to God? And the answer is in verse 9. How do you bring pleasure to him? He says, to make all men see. To make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Which from the beginning of ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. To be intent that now, now, to be intent that now, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities in the heavenly places. In the scripture, how do I bring, uh, bring pleasure to God? In the verse 9, he says, to make all see what is the fellowship. That is why we resource. That's why we, 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 we speak to people about Jesus. This is God's plan for us. That we speak to others about him. To make all see what is the mystery of the fellowship with Christ. What is that mystery? That is why we give. That's why we give. That's why we pray a lot. That's why we spend a lot of time praying. That's why we fast. It's not for self-gain. No, it is to, to pleasurize God. Are you all with me? Are you all with me? Are you with me? Yes, please, sir. What is the fellowship of the mystery? There is so much in Christ. And if the world will be able to come today, the, their eyes will be open. Why? Because the God of this world has blinded their eyes. If their eyes has been opened, they tell their eyes be open to it. Who's ever led someone to Christ before? Who has ever led someone to Christ? You led the person, you know, to accept Jesus as their Lord. Who has ever done that before? How did you feel after? You, not the person. How did you feel? There was joy in your heart, right? No, you know, share your experience with me. Share your experience with me. Share your experience with me. You've led someone to Christ or you're at work. Yes, please, and me. Yes, share your experience with me. You said you've led oh, someone yes, to Christ. Did you personally feel after? Yes, please. I thank you so much for the opportunity. How I felt is like it was an inward joy. Like something is beyond understanding. Because as you see the person, you see the person crying. The person will be so happy. Like, it's like the person's answer has been, a question has been answered. At, at that moment, you, you also begin to see yourself like, you are so, so joy. There's joy beaming. There's a beaming radiance in you. It yes. cannot be explained by words. Thank yes. you, sir. It cannot be explained by words. That is, that is the joy you feel when you lead a person to Christ. That small, tickle joy is how God felt. 
It's worthless. Recently, I led someone to Christ. And that person said, oh boy, this were, these are exact words, this, this is words, and I quote it to you. He says, oh boy, you have changed my life. Oh boy, he took a photo of his hands. And goosebumps, you can literally see the goosebumps. He said, boy, you have changed my life. I said, I did not. Jesus just entered your life. Listen, if you are here, real source, what did I say? Speak to someone about Jesus. When you speak to any man you speak to about Jesus, you have brought pleasure to God. Any man you speak to about Jesus, you have brought pleasure to God. Because of time, I'll end with this. The last one. So the first one is that we're created to conform onto the image. The second one is that we are created for his pleasure. The last one is that we are created to be written out. You know, to be written out. That written out is, we are written out to him. Jesus told his disciples when he called them in the book of Mark, he said, come, follow me. That word follow me, yesterday I searched it and I was very amazed. That word follow me is, is from the Greek word, reach out to me. That's what Jesus was telling his people. He says that, come, reach out to me. Always be written out to me. Then I will make you faces of men. So we were created to be written out to Jesus. So the reason why you are a CEO of your company, you are a doctor, you are a student, the reason why is not to make money, no. It is that through you, Jesus will be known. As 13 verse 36, this is what the Bible says concerning David. For David, after he has set his own generation by the will of God, fell on and sleep, and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. He said, for David, after David, he has saved his own generation by the will of God. What would your life count in the sight of God? What shall be said of you in this creation? What shall be said of you? This is what was said about David. What shall be said about malice? What shall be said about Martin? This is what was said about David. He says, for when David has served God's purpose in his own generation, I want you to pray. Esther, what shall be said about you? In the sight of God, what shall be said about you? I know in my heart, it shall be said of Larry, that after Larry have said the purposes of God in this generation, he continued and he marched on and he went on to be with his father whom he loved. What shall be said about you? What shall be said about you? What you be your testimony before God? That you were, just, you were just born and you just died, you just married and you just lived and you had a lot of money? No, there's a higher purpose than that. It's called serving the will of God in your generation. Serving the will of God in your generation. I will not, I will not dip my hands, you know, in the bowl and look back. No. Because my hands have already been dipped in that bowl, I'll keep on serving. Paul was, in the book of Acts, Paul was imprisoned. He never gave up. He was beaten. The Bible said he was beaten. And he was left to die. Oh boy. Ah, Yabasa. He was left to die. He was beaten and left to die. He did not, it did not refuse him from serving the will of God in his generation. I'll do my best for you, my father. I'll do my best for you. I'll do my best for you. For those of you who are at the camp, I told you to go and read this book. Francis' book of the martyrs. And if you did read it, you notice what was done to God's people. Many of them were was killed. Many of them were crucified. Peter was crucified upside down. James was killed with a sword. Many of God's people were pierced with a sword. 
Because they were serving the will of God in their generation. In the book of Hebrews chapter number 11. Concerning the, the, the record of faith. You see, concerning the record of faith. He said some, they refused deliverance because they were serving the will of God in their generation. What will be said about you? What will be said about you? What is your life for? What is your life for? Jesus Christ, our Lord said, then a, a man's life does not consist of the abundance of things they have. Listen, you can have all things and still have God. It is God's will for you. What shall be said about you? What shall be said about you? What shall be your testimony? Lift up your hands and pray. After David has served the will of God in his generation, he fell on asleep. Say, Father, I will serve your will in my Thank you, Lord. Years ago, time ago, I was praying. I was driving and I was crying. I was in deep agony and tears. And the voice of the Lord came to me. And this is what God told me. He said, Larry, I will make sure you don't fail me. Since that day, even when I don't want to pray, I'll be praying. Even when I don't want to, I'll be praying. Since that day, even when I don't want to study, the Bible will be open there. And I'll, my mind will just be searching all through from Genesis to Revelation to pick something. Ah. It says the eyes of the Lord look to and fro. He's seeking for those whose hearts are perfect before him. What is that perfection? That perfection is not doing something right. No, that perfection is those who seek. For, to serve God's will. God can use anyone. God can use everyone. God can use you. Are you ready to serve God's will in your generation? Do you want to live for something bigger than this world? Serving God is bigger than this world. It's, it's so bigger than this world. If you are a king, you serve your people. If you are president, you serve your people. If you are a minister, you serve your people. But if you are serving God's will, not only are you serving human, you are serving God. There is an eternal reward for it. Jesus Christ said, he said, store up your treasures. Where thieves cannot break in. The greatest treasure of every man is their time. Can you give Jesus your time? Lord, I will serve your purpose in my generation. If I perish, I perish. In serving your purpose, if I die, may it be so. I mean, I will not die, right? But in serving your purpose, may it be so. I have a right testimony that Larry served God in this generation. What shall be said about you? What shall be said about you? Lift up your hands. Pray. Pray. Lord, in my generation, I will do my best for you. I'll serve. I'll serve your purpose in my generation. When you read us, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, Paul said, when you heard about the dispensation of grace given unto me for you, it was for us. It was given unto me. He served the purpose of God. One time, they were on a ship, and the ship capsized. Paul said, no one on this ship will die. But you see, even 
laying on the face. He was threatened by death. He was threatened by death. So many times he stood because serving God's will is bigger than anything man will ever do. My life will count, not only on earth, but in eternal. Father, we thank you that this is what you desire for us to be. And you will be all what you desire for us to be. And if you are here, you are not feeling well. You are sick in any part of your body. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are healed. You are healed. You are cleansed of that infirmity in Jesus' name. I cast out every demon. The spirit of infirmity, I charge you in Jesus' name. Let those people go. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.